Hello, this is Ben Thompson, doctor of audiology and tinnitus specialist. Thank you for listening to my podcast. This audio is a recording from my YouTube channel, Ben Thompson AUD. I hope you find the information you need and I hope you enjoy the episode. The Lanier device by the company Neuromod is something that I'm monitoring closely as a tinnitus doctor in California. Most of this is coming from Europe. That's where the earliest research is being developed. That's where the clinical trials were. And actually there's patients in countries like Germany right now that are able to walk into a clinic and buy the Lanier device to use it in their home. So I'm monitoring this super closely. One thing I've come across an amazing article that was written by Hazel Goodhart uh, from Tinnitus Hub. So I'm going to now introduce this article and analyze it to give some new perspective, right? Maybe a more conservative uh, look at the research of how effective is this linear device? Is this legitimate? Is this worth buying? Is this worth trying? And for what kind of populations is it going to be helping? This is Pure Tinnitus. Hi there, my name is Ben Thompson. I'm an audiologist and founder of puretinnitus.com. In this video, we're going to explain a bit about the linear device and how Hazel over at Tinnitus Hub has dissected it a bit with the research. So before I get into that, please subscribe to my YouTube channel to stay up to date with the linear device, with bimodal stimulation for tinnitus, as well as all different types of ways to manage tinnitus. Here we are at tinnitushub.com. These are the same group that has the Tinnitus Talk podcast and the Tinnitus Talk online forum. This is a blog post they did, which I wanted to review now. It's called, Here's Why the Jury's Still Out on the Linear Device from the group Neuromod. This was published in October 2020. And it references some really important information to covering what is linear, how to get linear, how was linear tested, does linear work, is there any independent study on linear, should you buy it, and to learn more about it. So I wanted to go through this and talk about the important points to make this video. Uh, number one here, Lanier is a bimodal neuromodulation device. It's technology which has sound stimulation through headphones at the same time as the trigeminal nerve being stimulated through electrical pulses to the tongue. As mentioned in one of my other videos, Lanier is only available in Europe at the time of making this video. The price of the device is around 2,500 euros, which is close to around $3,000 US. And it's not currently uh, reimbursed by insurances. So how was Lanier tested? The company's initial study called 10A1 trial, clinical trial for Lanier. It was published in Science Translational Medicine, which is a peer reviewed academic article. So that's good. The sample size was large and the group did study the long-term follow-up of participants as well. This blog article states that 86% of treatment compliant participants experienced an improvement in tinnitus symptoms after 12 weeks of treatment. The article here goes deeper into questioning how effective the linear is from the limited research that's been released so far. 86% of patients showed improvement in tinnitus symptoms and the author of this article is explaining that improvement needs to be defined, needs to be quantified. Uh, any improvement doesn't mean very much because there's some natural improvement for someone who is uh, dealing with loud tinnitus over time. The author of this article also references how the tinnitus functional index and the tinnitus handicap inventory scale 
they have meaningful clinical differences, whereas a few points change here and there doesn't mean much. But if there's a, a group change of a significant amount, then that is what we want to see. That is what marks a clinically important difference for the outcomes. But that wasn't exactly addressed in that uh, initial study. Major challenge of the study is the lack of placebo control, which Neuromod and Lanier, the group, they, they both uh, explain that. And it's tricky because a classical control would be a blinded control where the participant doesn't know which is which. But when you have something on your tongue that's providing electrical stimulus, you can't really create a placebo for that because either the tongue is stimulated or the tongue is not stimulated. The author of this article also states that Lanier did not report on whether the loudness of tinnitus was affected by the treatment. So that comes to the common situation of, is the reaction to tinnitus improving or is the actual loudness, the sound itself, shifting over time? Hopefully, when the therapy and treatment are both in place, the loudness and the reaction reduce over time. Usually it's the reaction that reduces first, then the loudness second. Those questionnaires, tinnitus functional index and tinnitus handicap inventory, they're mainly geared towards the reaction, the li living experience with tinnitus, not so much the loudness. So the author here states that you can measure loudness with minimum masking levels and that requires more. However, that requires more clinical time by the healthcare professionals who are doing the studies. And for such a large number of, of patients, it would mean more time, more clinical hours needed per patient. So that is a challenge to doing such a large study with those measures. However, most audiology clinics can perform minimum masking levels in a sound booth. So it is possible for the group to include that, at least for a subsect of the large amount of patients they had in the study. So they wrap up this article by stating that they certainly hold out for hope, but for now that Tinnitus Hub would not consider Lanier a breakthrough device for tinnitus. All right, so Tinnitus Hub themselves, they had 43 participants who reported on their use of Lanier directly to Tinnitus Hub, which would be an independent source other than Neuromod. And let's look into those results. The Tinnitus Hub group, which is a smaller sample size, 43, compared to Neuromod's 326 participants, the Tinnitus Hub group, around 70%, showed improvement in the tinnitus functional index within the 12-week program. No specifics on how much the improvement was. Tinnitus Hub reports that 50% of patients showed a clinically significant improvement in the tinnitus functional index score out of those who completed the 12-week program. So that's touching on the clinically relevant change in the score for tinnitus, and that is significant. 50%, pretty good, not outstanding. And it wasn't, it wasn't reported in the Neuromod group. In terms of adverse side effects or adverse events that created a worsening of tinnitus, 11% uh, of Neuromod's group reported that their tinnitus actually got worse. 8% of Tinnitus Hub's group uh, reported that their tinnitus got worse. So it's about 10% average. That's in a good agreement between the two groups. Here we have the percent who experienced potential adverse events not related to tinnitus. So there's some other side effects that have happened to a small number of people in this group, around 6 to 8%. Let's compare the average reduction in the tinnitus functional index score among those who finished the 12-week program. The internal research of Neuromod reported that the average reduction in the TFI score was 13.6, 
whereas Synodus Hub reported the average reduction was 13.9. This is an article explaining the significant clinical changes of the tinnitus functional index, the TFI. And of note here that the authors note a meaningful change occurs when the tinnitus functional index scores are reduced by 13 or more. Therefore, both of these groups, the average reduction in the TFI score was in the significant clinical difference range. That is a very good sign, but it's still just the just past the threshold of what's considered clinically significant in terms of the statistical importance of how these numbers can change. And really functionally, this means that tinnitus can go from a big problem in your life to just a moderate problem. That kind of change is what we would expect when we're talking about a 13 point change here. For example, uh, a moderate problem, if your score is 35, that could switch to a small problem if your score was then 20. Uh, but it's unlikely from around a 13 degree change to go from very big problem to small problem, and even, and even still unlikely to go from very big problem to moderate problem based on the averages of this study and the participants that were measured here. Um, this is where looking at the effectiveness of a treatment becomes very important because when these, clin when these average reduction in TFI scores are reported and they're not only measured internally but also independently verified by Tinnitus Hub, for example, then we can reference that to the authors of the study explaining how a meaningful change occurs when the TFI scores are reduced by 13 or more. So when we do that, we can start to compare the, eff we can start to compare the effectiveness of different treatments uh, compared to each other. Cognitive behavioral therapy compared to hearing aids and sound therapy compared to linear and neuromodulation and bimodal stimulation. And it starts to get a little more clear over time of what's the average improvement based on these different treatments that's where I would come in as a hearing doctor to counsel and educate the patient on uh, what is the best way to invest their time and energy moving forward about how to get better with tinnitus. Finally, the patient group that was most likely to benefit, Neuromod did not report. However, that's coming, but they did have some trends they reported on. Tinnitus Hub explained that hyperacusis and having overall good hearing were factors that suggested the linear would do well and improve the functional living with tinnitus. So really happy that Tinnitus Hub put this together, this comparison of linear study results between the internal Neuromod research and the independent Tinnitus Hub research, 326 versus 43 participants. Well, there we have it. Overall, big thank you to Tinnitus Hub and the group over there for putting this together. It's great to have that independent internal research study. Also great to see that overall, the change, the average change in the functional index scores for tinnitus is just over that 13 threshold for being clinically significant. So that's eligible. It makes the linear device eligible from the patients studied so far that on average, this creates a clinically significant improvement with tinnitus. As you know, there's not much that can be done for tinnitus in terms of getting to the root cause with technology. So for this technology to be available, we have our eyes on it, we're monitoring it, 
and I'm definitely going to be interested in using it uh, for my patients here in the United States. So thank you guys. And for this next video, check out some other uh, information about how these devices like Linear are being used for tinnitus management. I'll see you there on the next video. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode. It's my mission to share high quality information about tinnitus and hearing conditions. It would mean the world to me if you could take just 60 seconds to go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you are listening to this podcast and leave a quick review explaining what you learned on this podcast. Thank you so much for considering that and I'll make sure to see you on the next episode.